of my daddy. And so I'm thankful for my mother today. And uh, so if you have a mother that is still alive, you need to take this time. I'm warning you early and, and letting you know early that you should do something very nice for them. Because trust me, by experience, and all of you can testify to that, that has lost your mother, you really don't know what you have until it is gone. And uh, so you want to do something very nice for them. We are planning on having a great service here for Mother's Day. Now, mothers, this is your responsibility. Now, I know you can tell all of your your children, those who do not attend church, that that they could take you out to eat and they could do this and they could do that, but tell them, now what I really want you to do, I really want you to go to church with me. That's what I want you to do for me on Mother's Day. All of your husbands, bring them to the house of God. We're going to have a great time in the Lord. Looking forward to a wonderful move of the Holy Ghost. And so remember that, May the 13th, we're going to celebrate Mother's Day. And uh, I, I do apologize. These things have slipped up on me. And uh, we, we had made preparations for this trip, and then I'm, I committed myself to something else. And I have been trying to change that and uh, get different flights, but the flight is uh, uh, probably, um, more, well, it's more expensive than I want to pay to get back. But I will be out of town again next weekend. I do apologize for that, and um, I try not to let these things happen that close together. Uh, but I pray that you would work with me and be patient with me in my absence. And uh, we'll be coming back. I'll be, I will be in church. This is not a vacation trip. I'll be in church about uh, four or five times uh, uh, over the weekend. So pray for us that the Lord will keep us safe. And so all of you that, that like to hear me preach, uh, you're going to enjoy it this weekend. Those of you who do not like to hear me preach, you won't have to hear me next weekend. So if you have your Bibles, turn to Third John chapter number 1. Third John chapter number 1. Again, it is so good to see everyone that's in the house of the Lord. And uh, we pray for those who are unable to be in the house of God. Sister Jean Stultz is in the hospital today. I think she was getting released today to come home. Let's pray that God would give her a miracle in her body. And uh, all of those unable to be in the house of God due to sickness and other problems, those who are on vacation, pray that the Lord would keep them safe. And uh, at this point, I'm not going to I'm not going to harp on people going on vacation. So, <clears throat> Third John chapter number one, the Bible says <clears throat> that the elder unto unto the well beloved Gaius, whom I loved in the truth. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. For I rejoice greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in thee, even as thou walkest in the truth. Now, you have heard this scripture Quoted many, many times. I've preached from this scripture many times, but I'll be going a little bit different direction today. Verse number four, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. 
I want to take the first part, actually, verse number two uh, from this scripture setting and uh, preach to you what I feel like the Lord has laid on my heart today. But I felt it would be a, a um, dishonor to read the, this scripture without reading verse number four, because I really, I believe that is so important to us and that should be all of our heart's desire in our heartbeat, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. But verse number 2 says, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. Let's all lift our hands and ask God to help us today. God, we're depending on you today. I pray, Lord, for the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I pray, God, that you would lead me and guide me in the direction that you would have me to go. I want to obey you to the fullest. I want to preach like you would have me to preach. I pray, God, that you would anoint me from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. Anoint your people to hear, to receive, to respond, to obey, Jesus, your word. God, to apply it to our lives, Jesus, that you would help, that you would strengthen and encourage souls in this house today. We'll give you all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor. Let's clap our hands unto the Lord. Why don't somebody lift your voice and shout unto God with the voice of triumph today. I love you, Holy Ghost. I praise you. I magnify you today. Hallelujah. Lord bless you. You may be seated. It's good to see Brother Mickey able to be in church with us today. I want to talk to you from this subject. Born for a palace living in a desert. Born for a palace, but living in a desert. As I read the Scripture today, the Word of God gives us great indications on God's desire for each and every one of us. The Bible talks to us about how that God loves man. And the Bible says in one place, I believe it, it is King David that is writing in the psalmist. He said, what is man that thou art mindful of him? What is man that thou hast made him a little lower than the angels of heaven? What is it about man that God uh, is so, so uh, pleased with and God so desires to commune with? The Bible tells us the story of the creation of man. That God formed man out of the dust of the ground. And He breathed into man the breath of life. And man became a living soul. And there was something about man that God wanted to commune with man. The Bible tells us the story how that in the cool of the day, that God would walk in the Garden of Eden with man and visit with Adam. And then God, seeing that it was not good For man to be alone, that man was wandering around lost in the garden and didn't know what to do. And God created him a GPS and a boss and gave direction, direction, or gave Adam direction from then on. God is very creative. God is very interested in what we are doing and how that we are doing. It has been God's desire, even after the fall of man, Adam and Eve's sin in the garden, 
we find that that Cain had slew his brother. And uh, then God says, where is your brother? And he says, am I my brother's keeper? The Bible makes reference to the fact, he said, if thou doest well, you're going to prosper. But if you do not well, sin lieth at the door. Even after the fall of man, even after the shortcomings of man, even after the murder of a man, God still there is something in mankind that God desires to prosper and to do well. We find that it was not God that left Cain. But the Bible tells us that Cain went from the presence of the Lord. I believe that in this walk that we have with God and serving God, I do not believe that God leaves us. I do not believe that God forsakes us. I did not believe that God would walk off and leave us alone. Amen. But I believe that men oftentimes walk away from God. And they walk out of the presence of God. It is so many times that I, I, I can't understand it. I cannot comprehend it. I don't know what people are thinking. I don't know what's going through their minds. That I have seen the presence of the Lord so strong in a church service. And I've seen people that were hurting, people that were needing healing, people that were needing help, people that were needing spiritual upliftings. Instead of coming to where God was, they would walk out of the presence of the Lord into the lobby or even out the back door and make their way to their car. What is it about man that seems to leave God when God is calling, when God is trying to appeal to them? And what is it about God that still after all that man has done and all of man's faults and all of man's failures and all of man's shortcomings that God still wants to visit with mankind? I don't know what it is about man that God is so desirous of, but I'm so thankful that God does not cut man off after the first mistake. I'm so glad that we're serving a merciful God, a gracious God, a long-suffering God that loves us in spite of our faults and in spite of our failures. The Bible gives us great indication that it is God's desire to bless mankind. Now, I don't believe that that prosperity is a sign of the blessings of God. But I believe that you can be prosperous and in the will of God. I do not believe that it is God's desire for us to be bottom scavengers. I do not believe that it is God's desires for us to always be broke, poor, and downtrodden. I don't believe that it is God's desire. Now, I'm going to show you some things in the Word of God. That it is God's desire for us to live on the very minimum of what life has to offer. I believe without a shadow of a doubt that God wants to bless His people. I believe without a shadow of a doubt that God wants you to make money. Well, praise God. 
I'm glad I believe that anyway. Amen. I believe without a shadow of a doubt that God wants you to enjoy life. Living for God is not a life that we should live with our head hung down. But living for God is a life that we should live with our head held high. Not in haughtiness, but to know that God has blessed me to enjoy life. God blesses you with things to enjoy. You just cannot let the things dictate your life. God blesses us with possessions to have to enjoy. But we cannot let possessions possess us. God's desire, the Bible says, in verse number 2 of Third John, He says, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper. God wants us to prosper in material things. God wants us to have things. But God's desire is more than us having things that we would prosper in our soul salvation. God wants to know what He can trust us with. If God blesses us, can God still trust us? If God blesses us with health, will we still serve Him? I've seen some people that can't serve God if they got a good job. And then I've seen other people that can't serve God if they don't have a good job. I've seen some people that can serve God if all their bills is paid. But I've seen some people that could not serve God if all their bills would pay. Amen. You see what it is. God wants to know what He can trust us with. And the more that God can trust us with, the more that God's desire is to bless us. It's always God's desire to bless His church. It's always God's desire to give to His church. It's always God's desire for us to walk in happiness of life and enjoy life. God gave you children to enjoy. Oh, praise God. Y'all loosen up and help me just a little bit now. God gave you a house to enjoy. God gave you a car to enjoy. God gave you a job to enjoy. Don't be miserable in life. Don't go through life miserable. Have a good time in life. Well, praise God. Hallelujah. Don't, don't make living for God so hard that you can't enjoy life. Because living for God is not hard at all. Living for God is an easy way of life. The Bible said the way of a transgressor is a hard way. Amen. But living for God is a good way. Living for God is an easy way. Living for God is a right way. Living for God is a good time. Amen. 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 I don't have to get drunk to have a good time. I don't have to take drugs to have a good time. I don't have to forget who I am or what I am or what's going on in life to enjoy life. Amen. God gives us peace. God gives us hope. God gives us direction. God gives us a good life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you look at this. God wants us to prosper with material possessions. 
You can look at where we have read in 3 John chapter 1 verse number 2. You can look in Joshua chapter 1 verse number 5 through 9. You can look in 1 Samuel chapter 2 verses 7 through 8. 1 Kings chapter 2 verses 3 through 4. 1 Chronicles chapter 29 verse 12. Ezra chapter 8 verse 22. Job chapter 36 and verse number 11. Now, now you say Job. Was Job a righteous man? Did the Bible say that he was a righteous man? You know what the Bible also said? Job was the richest man in all the East. You can be righteous, holy, and pure before God. Does not mean that you have to be broke. Does not mean... Oh, hallelujah. Does not mean that you have to be a bottom scraper. Amen. But it means that God wants to bless you. But you know what? What Job did... Job did not let the possessions possess him. Amen. But he realized the possessions was only the blessings of God. And when God started pulling the possessions that he had back, Job said, Though God slay me, yet will I trust him. I'm not in it for what God gives me. I'm not in it for what God blesses me with. I'm not in it for the fishes and the loaves. But when there is no fish and when there is no loaves, I'm still going to serve Him. Amen. I'm still going to worship Him. I'm still going to praise Him. I'm still going to be what God wants me to be. Amen. Psalms chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. Matthew chapter, I'm still talking about material uh, prosperity. In Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 through 11, uh, 17 and 20, 21 and 22, Mark 9, 23, uh, chapter 11, verses 22 through 24, John chapter 15, verses 6 or 7 through 16, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses number 6 through 8, Philippians chapter 4, verse number 19, on and on and on, talking about how that God wants to bless His people. Amen. You need to get out of the rut of thinking that God is doing this to hold you back. And God is holding you back. No, on your job, you ought to be the one getting the promotion. Amen. On your job, you ought to be the one climbing the ladder. On your job, you ought to be the one that has the boss's favor. Why? Because first, I have got the favor of God. The Bible said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all of these things will be added unto you. Amen. Amen. It's God's desire that we be physically... Healed and healthy in our bodies. Sickness comes, but sickness does not have to stay. Amen. Problems come, but God is still a miracle worker. We've already heard it testified about today. The miracle working power of God. But you see that when we fall sick 
and the devil afflicts our body. Amen. What we must do is still have faith and trust and confidence in God. God, I'm not serving you just because I'm healthy. I'm not serving you just because you blessed me health-wise. But I'm serving you. It doesn't matter if I get sick. It doesn't matter if I get cancer. It doesn't matter if I have a heart attack. I'm still serving you. Amen. It's God's desire for us to get a miracle. Hallelujah. Healing. Why, why do you think the Bible says that the stripes was placed upon his body for our healing? Because he knew that there was going to be times where we was going to get sick. Amen. So his stripes was placed there for our healing. The third thing God wants us to excel in and be blessed in is our soul salvation. Number one, it's all about being saved. It's all about loving God. It's all about serving God. It's all about being what God wants us to be. It's all about our dedication and consecration to God. And when we get these things figured out, that first I'm going to put God at number one position in my life. First of all, it's going to be about the things of God. It's going to be about the house of God. Then all of these things will be added unto us. It's God's desire that He could bless us. Amen. Amen. The Bible talks about the children of Israel. And now I'm going to change veins and try to get to what I want to talk to you about for the next few minutes. The Bible talks about the children of Israel. Children of Israel were known. Even Abram, when he left the land of the Chaldees, they were known as herdsmen. They were known as shepherds. They were known to have flocks and herds. By the way, Abram was a very wealthy man. Genesis chapter 46 tells us a story about how that the children of Israel, before they were a great people, we find that, that Joseph was sold into slavery for a purpose. And they had food in Egypt. There was a famine in the land. So Joseph called his father and said, y'all come to the land of Egypt. And the men are shepherds, the Bible says. Now, shepherds, the Bible tells us that they were an abomination in the sight of the Egyptians. So they moved them to a place called Goshen, where there was room for their flocks and for their herds. And it shall come to pass when Pharaoh shall call you and shall say, What is your occupation? That ye shall say, Thy servant's trade hath been from about cattle, from our youth even unto now, both we and also our fathers, that ye may dwell in the land of Goshen. Joseph already had a place picked out, a preferred place for his father and his family to dwell. But can I tell you, it was never meant for Israel 
to stay in the land of Goshen. That's not the promised land. That's not where God had told Abraham, everywhere you place your foot, I'm going to give to you for an inheritance. God had a purpose for him going, but God already had a plan for him getting out. There will be valleys in our life. There will be trials. There will be sickness. There will be heartache. There will be problems that come about in our life. But let me tell you this. Listen to me and listen to me very closely. In all of the problems of life, some things happen just because it's life. Some things happen by, by the divine will and plan of God. But I want to tell you this, that the Bible tells us that all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord, who are the called according to His purpose. But it was never God's will or God's plan for you to stay in the valley. There will be ruts. There will be hardships. There will be disappointments. But it was not God's will and is not God's will for you to stay in the disappointment, for you to stay in the hardship, for you to stay. But see, what happens in so many of our lives is we get comfortable with the valley experience. And we get comfortable and we set up housekeeping and, and we set up a garden and we start getting used to the way that things are. Amen. But just as the children of Israel, it was never meant for them to stay in Goshen. They stayed there longer than was anticipated by God. Amen. God had a way out. God has a plan. And can I tell you today in the midst of your struggle, in the midst of your trial, in the midst of your problem, God already has a way of escape for you. And God never meant for you to dwell in the middle of the valley. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What I am talking about today is born in the palace, but living in a desert. Born in a palace, but living in a desert. We were born in the house of God, but so many people are living in a desert place. We were born at an altar of repentance and the infilling of the Holy Ghost. We went to a watery grave in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ and rose to walk in the newness of life. But so many people today, even though you were born in the atmosphere of the presence of God and the infilling of the Holy Ghost and the remission of sins by water in Jesus' name, and you rose to walk in the newness of life, you were born in the glory and the power of God, but you've learned how to live in a desert place spiritually. Amen. But I come today to try my best through the anointing of the Holy Ghost to preach you out of your valley, to preach you out of your desert place, to preach you out of your problem, to preach you out of your trial, and to remind you that God does not anticipate you staying there, but there is a victorious mountain that God has for you to climb. There is deliverance and hope and help for each and every person under the sound of my voice today. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Second Samuel chapter number four starts out telling us a story about a terrible situation and a chain of events that took place. We find that this was a time where Jonathan, the son of Saul, and Saul and the rest of his sons died in the midst of a battle. Jonathan had a son that was somewhere around five years old at the time that Jonathan lost his life fighting for the armies of God. And when he had lost his life, the next king that would come in, this is the way that things operated, the next kingship that would take over from the previous kingship would come in and destroy everyone that was of the lineage of the previous king. And so this child had a maid, had a lady that took him and took off running with him. The Bible tells us in Second Samuel chapter number 4 of this story as that she was running and the child was running. The Bible said that the child fell and when he fell, he done something that crippled him, that caused him to be crippled the rest of his life. This child went and dwelt with different ones. Uh, uh, Ziba, I believe it was, uh, that he dwelt with uh, that took care of him and protected him. And time rolled on and it seemed like that this child, Mephibosheth, had been forgotten. But I want to tell you, it does not matter how long that you stay in the valley. Amen. It doesn't matter how long you fought the same addiction. It doesn't matter how long you've went through the same trouble and the same trial and the same problem. Amen. Let me remind you today that God has not forgotten about you and God knows exactly where you are. Don't listen to the adversary that says that God has forgot and God don't know and God don't care. Let me tell you today that God hears your prayer. Let me tell somebody today that God's seen your tears on the pillow last night. Let me tell you today that God knows exactly what you're facing and what you're going through and God is here to bring you out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mephibosheth lived there for many years. Amen. Many years. Somewhere around 15 years. He lived there. No one knew who he was. No one knew where he was born. This young man was born in a palace. This young man had royal blood flowing through his veins. This young man had been trained for five years how to live in a king's house. Amen. But now he's living in a different place. And then some 15 years later, God begins to stir up David about an agreement that him and Jonathan had made in Second Samuel chapter 9, verse number 1. And David said, Is there yet any 
that is left of the house of Saul, that I might show kindness for for Jonathan's sake. Amen. And Ziba said unto the king, Jonathan hath yet a son, but this son, let me warn you, he's not normal. He's got birth defects. He's got defects in his body. He's had accidents. He's had struggles. He's had trials. Amen. And the king said unto him, Where is he? And Ziba said unto the king, Behold, he is in the house of Makar, the son of Amel, in Lodibar. Amen. And David said, It's time to get Mephibosheth back in the palace where he belongs. Now if we look at the word Lodabar, Lodabar was a city in Palestine. Lodabar, the simple meaning of it was, it was a pastureless land. It was a land without pasture. It was a land without a place for the sheep to graze. It was a land that was dry. It was a land that was sun-beaten. It was a land that was unlike the land that God had called for the children of Israel. Amen. He was born in a king's house, but he was living in a desert place. I come to tell somebody today that it's time that you get out of the dry house. It's time that you get out of the dry place. It's time that you move into the presence of the Almighty God and say, God, I'm getting out of this dry house. I'm getting out of this dry relationship. I'm getting out of the dry place that I'm walking through. David said he might have lived in Lodabar for 15 years. He might be crippled and lame in his feet. Amen. He might not be normal such as What we call normal. You might have had problems in the past. Amen. But I come to tell you today that God is calling you out of a dry place into the kingdom that what God has prepared for us today. Amen. You were born into the palace of God. Amen. You were born to conquer. You were born to have freedom. You were born to be victorious. You were born to enjoy life. You were born to worship God. Amen. But the devil has hemmed you up. The devil has taken you off. The devil has put you in a place called Lodabar. Amen. But I come to tell you today that there's still help in the house of God. There's still hope and deliverance in the altar of God. There's still deliverance for you. You were born to worship. You were born to praise. You were born to magnify. You were born to glorify. You were born to lift up the name of Jesus. Quit letting the devil lie to you. Quit letting the devil hold you back. Quit letting the devil stop you. But make up in your mind. I come after my victory. I come after my deliverance. I come after my help. I come after my hope. I come after victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some of you have let crippled feet 
hold you in Lodabar way too long. Amen. You can be seated just for a few minutes. Amen. You have let crippled feet hold you in a place that was never meant for you. That was never created for you. It was meant for you to walk through, not set up housekeeping. You see, Mephibosheth had grown accustomed to the place that he was living. And he said, I can just stay here, and I can stay hid, and I can stay obscure from everybody. And nobody knows who I am, or nobody knows what I am. Amen. I want to tell you, there's backsliders in the world today. Amen. That try to stay obscure and hide amongst all the stuff. But you don't have to be around them very long until you understand. Oh yeah, they used to have a walk with God. Let me tell you today when you come in contact with God. When you've been born in the palace, the desert always is strange to you. Amen. You're always going to look strange in a desert place when you have been born in a palace. Amen. God didn't reborn you in the palace for you to hold things in your heart to hold you back. Amen. From accomplishing and being what God has called you to be. It's time to cast off Amen. The dryness. It's time to put away the things that the devil says. This is just you. This is who you are. This is what you always be. I'm telling somebody today, you're getting a call from the palace of the king that says, come and dine. It's time to come to the king's house. 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 The king has Supper prepared. Lodabar, you were made for victory and not defeat. You were made for the palace and not the desert. God wants you to prosper spiritually. God wants you to prosper materially. God wants you to prosper Physically. But first of all, when you get a call from the king, you see some of you today is getting a call. You wonder, oh, what, what's God talking about? What's Brother Looper so fired up about? What's he talking about? Do you know who I'm talking to? I'm talking to you. How long has it been since you pressed through? How long has it been since you got the victory in your spirit? How long has it been since you spoke in tongues? How long has it been since you just danced in the Holy Ghost? How long has it been since you stepped out from behind the pews and say, I'm tired of this dry place? Amen. You see, some of us could use the excuse that Mephibosheth did not use. But he said, hey, king, I'm lame in my feet. I'm not like everybody else. I don't deserve this. This is not where I belong. I've been, I've been here so long until, until I feel, I feel different in the king's house. 
cross. Amen. But David said, I don't care how you've been in the past. Amen. I don't care where you've been in the past. I don't care what happened in the past. The past is the past. You were born and created to be in the palace. I'm not going to let you stay in Lodabar any longer. Amen. Some of you are wondering why the preacher gets so excited and why he tries to encourage us and entice us. You see, I know through the Holy Ghost that what you were born for and what you were created for and what God designed you for. God designed you for the palace. You were born in the palace. You were never created for the desert. You were never created for a dry place. I'm trying to pull you out. And you say, what about my past? I come to say, what about your future today? What about what God wants to do? What about the power of the Holy Ghost? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's pray right now, everybody. Let's pray. Holy Ghost touch. Holy Ghost help right now. Holy Ghost work right now. Holy Ghost touch right now. Holy Ghost move right now. Come on, help me somebody. Somebody help me break through today. Amen. I believe that God is trying to talk to someone's heart. God's trying to move in someone's soul today. God's trying to touch someone's spirit today. It's been too long. It's been too long. You need to get out of the dry place. You were not created to stay where you're staying. You're staying too long. God's calling you to a higher place. God's calling you to victory in your spirit. God's calling you to victory in your soul. It's time to move out. It's time to move up. It's time to reach out. It's time to get help. It's time to get hope. It's time to get a new lease on life. It's time to get victory in your spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Help me pray right now. As we all stand across this building. Amen. Hallelujah. Everybody lift your voice unto the Lord right now. Everybody lift your voice unto the Lord right now. Everybody lift your voice unto the Lord right now. Somebody lift your voice unto the Lord right now. Don't let your friends drag you down. Don't let your companionship drag you down. You were not created for the desert. You were created to worship. You were created to magnify. You were created to glorify. I wonder right now if anybody in the house of God just wants to step out from the dry place and say, Oh God, I was created. Created for the palace. I was created for victory. I was created for deliverance. I was created for hope. I was created to worship you. I was created not to stay here but to pass through. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, let's lift our voice unto the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. 
in the name of Jesus. What would have happened? What would have happened if David would have said, Go get Mephibosheth. Go to Lodabar and tell him it's time to come to the king's house. What would have happened? Mephibosheth would have said, Oh no. The king don't understand. The king don't know. That's what's happening to you in your life right now. Ah, that'll work for some people, but it won't work for me. Brother Looper don't know. He don't understand. He don't have a clue. He thinks everything ought to be peachy. Everything ought to be grand. Living for God ought to be easy. He just don't understand what I understand today without a shadow of a doubt in my mind and in my spirit and in my heart. That God is making a call and making an appeal to you to tell you it's time to get out of the dry place. Why don't you experience what you experienced the night that the Holy Ghost fell on you? Why don't you experience what you experienced the day that you made your way to an altar? And it seemed like all of your troubles seemed to roll away. Why don't you step out by faith and say, God, if you did it then, you can do it now. God, if you were real then, you're still real now. God, if you were able then, you're still able now. I'm making one last call to a Mephibosheth that God is calling and saying, won't you get out from where you're at? Hallelujah. Lift up your voice, church. Why don't you step out from where you're standing or sitting right now and make your way to this front and say, I'm getting a call to leave Lodabar today. I'm getting a call to move out of the valley. I'm getting a call to victory. I'm getting a call to a brighter day. I'm getting a call to more of God. I'm getting a call to a greater depth and a greater walk with Him right now. Hallelujah. Come on, lift your voice, church. 
Lift your voice, church. Lift your voice, church. Come on, let's all stand around this front. Everybody stand around the front. Everybody stand. Lift up your hands. Lift up your voice. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, mighty God. Mighty God. Mighty God. Work right now. Work right now. Work right now, God. Work right now, God. Work right now, God. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, somebody reach out to the Lord. Somebody reach out to the Lord right now. Somebody reach out to the Lord right now. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus' name. 
God, I believe you. God, I believe you right now.
watcheth the hand. 